Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lalit Dhanush show. Today I have with me a very young and successful entrepreneur who runs his firm Fruit Capital. This firm is into asset management and the asset class that he's into is cryptocurrency. Now, cryptocurrency over the last few years has taken the news and the world by storm and I'm sure each one of you have heard about it. So if you want to know more about this, stay tuned to this wonderful episode and you will know much more about it. His company manages 1 million US dollars right now and he wants to take it by, at least by 5x in the next 5 years. Hello Siddhant, welcome to the Lalit Dhanush show. How does it feel to be on my show? Uh, Lalit, to be honest with you, it's my first podcast, so oh. this is a very new experience for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to have this conversation open up and flow. Awesome. So Siddhant, uh, I remember the first time I met you, it was also because of my other partner, Jayashree, who manages Garama's Kitchen. She told Correct. me about you and she said, you know, I was talking to her about crypto and then she said, you know, I know this young guy who is doing very well, you must talk to him, you'd be very impressed. And I said, okay, cool. And then uh, I called you up and I think the first time you came into my office, you spoke to me about crypto. Correct. I've never heard somebody sound so confident and uh, knowledgeable about that subject because in India, people don't jump onto the bandwagon until it's a very common word, Correct. right? Correct. So um, it's great to have you here and I want to know, how did you start your journey in business by starting your company Fruit Capital? Correct. How did it all begin? Correct. So Lalit, the key with us is that we would like to stay ahead of the curve, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I do remember that conversation with Jashi. She did tell me that there was uh, somebody very close to her that would like more light on the subject. Mm -hmm. So and then I found myself at your office, more than textbook. So uh, with Fruit Capital Management, we aim to bridge the gap between traditional finance and the cryptocurrency asset class. So the cryptocurrency asset class uh, is, there's a lot of negativity and there's a cloud of negativity around the asset class. So when I, when I say that, right, I'm sure you can remember, you can find yourself on several mornings reading the newspaper about how uh, there's a hacker that's, you know, siphoned off $9 billion worth of funds, <laughs> how the government has banned. So here's a fun fact, right? The Indian government has banned Bitcoin 414 times over the last three years. Wow. So, thing is that people have this mindset where you have to only put what you can gamble away. And uh, with the cryptocurrency asset class, there is so much alpha to be made. Mm -hmm. We felt that there is a tremendous gap with respect to how people understand the subject. And that's where I come in and offer to throw more light on the subject and get people to understand what cryptocurrency is. Okay, awesome. So Siddhant, I know for a fact that this is a very new subject. It's a very new business that most people are, uh, you know, getting into. Recently, we've been seeing CoinSwitch, we've Correct. been seeing Binance, Correct. and all of these big companies going all out. They've been hiring Amitabh Bachchan, Ranveer Singh as their brand Correct. ambassadors. Now, I want to understand, there's one word that's constantly associated with crypto. It's risky, Correct. right? Correct. Now, what is your perspective on that as an expert? Okay. And what can we tell the viewers out there about this word risky associated with cryptocurrency? Correct. So, unfortunately, a key metric of a bull market is that everybody will be talking about it, right? From your barber to <laughs> your grandparents, everybody wants in on your the Bitcoin cake. So, the thing is that all of these people, right? Your So, let's look at the numbers. For example, last year, we were sitting at a $3,000 per Bitcoin. Wow. Now, your BTC has gone from $3,000 to $60,000. Now, if you have a truckload of people getting in at 60 and it goes to 50, of course, there's pandemonium, right? What is this? It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's so much risk. But then, if you get in at the right time, 
then the cryptocurrency asset class can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. So with respect to crypto, uh, we have been in the market since 2016 and we have seen these key patterns playing out. And your crypto markets basically are designed to work off of your emotions. Mm-hmm. They use your fear and greed to drain you of your capital. And that's why at Fruit Capital, we tell you that, you know what, this is what the numbers are. And we act as your walking stick through the cryptocurrency asset class. Now, can you give me a little more insight about how they feed on your emotions? Because Correct. a lot of times we as human beings are driven by fear, right? Not, need not be in investments alone, even in our career choices that Correct. we make or any choice we make in Correct. life. We are always driven by that emotion. How do you stay ahead of it and what would you suggest to people? Okay, so with respect to cryptocurrency, it is, you know, there are billions and billions of dollars exchanging hands. And this is the one place where if you put your hand in and you get a couple of trades right, you can actually make a lot of money. Unfortunately, with a lot of money comes a lot of, there's a lot of malefactors and you have, there's basically a lot of people at every corner looking to take advantage of you. Now, with respect to how they take advantage of your uh, emotions, they know that everybody is looking out to make a quick buck, right? Unfortunately, we have this notion that cryptocurrency is a get-rich-quick scheme. And uh, the, the fact is that if you get into this asset class looking to make lots of money, you will unfortunately get your legs cut. There are billion-dollar algorithms and millions and millions of dollars that are against you, that feed off of your emotions. By uh, What I mean by feeding off your emotions, uh, so there are about 6,000 coins in the crypto ecosystem, out of which 90% are all scams. Now when I say scams, they can be bank runs, they can be shit coins, and what these teams do is that they market the coin to such an extent that they will make you feel like this is the next Bitcoin. And the moment you put your money in, it is their exit liquidity. Correct. So, when they walk, so if you have a team that walks off with $30 million overnight, so you know where the problem <laughs> lies, right? So Correct. Everybody is in it to make some money and unfortunately we have to insulate ourselves against all of these negative elements. Siddhant, like there's a lot of technical stuff that I'm sure you'd be going through and you'd be reading and you'd Correct. be understanding the market. However, on the other hand, for somebody who does not know the market at all, for them to start investing into this, what would you say? Because I understand your methodology of investing, you always play the long-term game and usually in any kind of uh, investment class, be it your shares, be it gold, be it real estate, the longer you play the game, the more beneficial it is and the safer it gets, right? So is it the same way you work with the crypto class as well? How does this go? So our investing methodology is that time in the market is far superior to timing the market. Now with your cryptocurrency asset class, uh, unfortunately, there is a lot of volatility, but volatility is the price we pay for performance. So there are a lot of people coming in looking to make quick bucks, but the moment that they see a 5-10% to 10% gain, now you have to keep in mind that there are kids all over the world thinking that they could retire and buy their dream home within 6 months of entering this asset class. And this is what this is what the millionaires and billionaires prey on to kind of drain, drain their capital. So there's a reason why there's a 99% and 1%. And in this asset class, unfortunately, there is there are only 1% of people that end up making a good amount of money. We, we've been talking about the crypto club, cryptocurrency, the risk and all of these things. Now, I want to understand your journey into this, right? Now, you're just 22. And most people at twi- when they look at a 22-year-old don't take them seriously. Correct. 
and for everybody who's watching i just want to give them a heads up on you've been managing you recently touched a million dollars in asset management and that is no joke i think that's a, a amazing feat by itself so first of all congratulations on that thank you so much and second when did you start uh investing how did you gain this interest into this crypto market so uh i've started my personally my investments in the cryptocurrency market have been running since 2016 so it all started with this article in the newspaper right back in around 2014 i saw this article about ethereum and how uh, the founder of ethereum vitalik buterin has this amazing new concept and as a child right you're always looking at you know something to catch your next interest and i found this whole concept of ethereum and bitcoin being something so beautiful and uh, that's when i did some research came across the founder of bitcoin satoshi nakamoto so i uh, delved into his history and uh, it, there's a really beautiful story behind the creation of bitcoin and that's what piqued my interest as a kid and uh after doing a couple of months of reading and watching the market so i was uh reading going through a lot of articles it was apparent that this asset class is not for the faint hearted and that's why before i got my hands dirty i wanted to make sure that i you know what could grasp somewhat of an understanding of the asset class so before getting into the markets myself i decided to watch the charts watch a lot of videos online so the internet is a treasure trove of knowledge and to anybody that's out there that, that isn't using the internet to upskill then you're going to be in a problem <laughs> so what i did was i went through a lot of videos i could kind of understand as to what was happening and that's when you know i pitched the idea to my mom who at the time was incredibly skeptical now you can imagine right a yeah, uh, 16 year old kid 16 year old kid going to at the dinner table and uh <laughs> hey ma i want to invest into bitcoin and keep in mind that this was back in 2016 right after 2 years of me going through all the charts and all the videos and back then my family looked at me as if you know what this is the flavor of the month <laughs> so they didn't take me that seriously but at the same time they saw me spending hours and hours and my family i've been fortunate enough to have a family that supports me no matter what i do so they understand that you know growing up you will go through several changes but to find your calling you have to support all aspects and that's how i started my dipping my feet into the asset now i have multiple questions popping up in my head the first one is i'm 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 very interested in knowing what this whole story about bitcoin and about the founder and why he started it can you just give me and the viewers a little bit of an insight on that correct so your bitcoin was originally created because of the 2008 financial crash So Satoshi Nakamoto was watching everything that was happening right there's a uh, unfair distribution of wealth in the hands of the minority 99% of the world's wealth is in the hands of the 1% now definitely there's something that's been you know that's something that's wrong so originally bitcoin found its calling when you know there was all sorts of uh, instability with respect to governments all sorts of uh, countries that are subject to hyperinflation so that was what you know created bitcoin as a uh, yeah that's what created bitcoin awesome now now that story could be inspiring but what's more inspiring to me is your story Correct. now uh when you get into business when you're 16 or let's say when you get into an investing uh, uh when you're investing completely when you're 16 i'm sure most parents would immediately stop them especially if you're from india correct now who who gave you the money and uh, how much did they give you uh, what was what what were the uh, you, i could say 
guidelines they also provide while giving you that money correct so uh, i i'm extremely honored to have a mother that decided to go all in with respect to my investments <laughs> so when i pitched this idea we were at a table there was my granddad and both my parents so my mother actually got a jump start with respect to my grandparents and and my dad so she gave me a total of 2 lakhs to start my journey with and 2 lakhs when you're 16 is a fairly decent amount right and my mother told me that you know what this is something that's new why don't you go ahead dip your feet into it see what it feels like and let's see what happens right wow. you have one life <laughs> and in that in that respect i have been incredibly lucky to have a supporting mother to start off my investing journey with so of course with a couple of months the numbers started to look really good and uh slowly my dad and my granddad really uh, started to get interesting now it's important to note that at the time that my mother gave me the 2 lakhs my dad and granddad had given me 5000 each <laughs> and 7000 uh, 7 months down the line their 5000 had grown to 15 to 20000 and and in a country where your nifty gives you 13.6% year on year and your fixed deposits give you 5.5% with the inflation pegged at 6.3% there is a need to you know search for asset classes that hedge you against inflation and this is what initially set the ball rolling in terms of my investments wow and i think uh, two things here number one you must be lucky to have a really good set of uh, supporting parents the second part is starting early right Correct. because in india you usually finish your degree you you finish all of that and then you kind of figure out what you really want Correct. but however with you the the fact that you started at 15 16 has given you such a head start and today you're managing a million dollars and the word million dollars can be really you know you know vibrating in somebody's head when they listen so what do you think about starting early especially in your career and now a follow up to that is you're also doing your final year engineering even now correct so would you change that decision So uh where I came from it is important to note that when I started venturing into the cryptocurrency asset class I did not know that at the time this would be my profession. So uh we started off so uh from 2016 to 2018 I was basically managing the portfolios of my family and close friends. So it was totally about 7 to 9 portfolios that I was managing and at the point in time with time I definitely knew that you know what this is what it is. I'm slowly starting to understand a lot more than the average joe and i'm able to help the average joe leverage this asset class and that's when i started to realize you know what uh, i was in the second year of my engineering when covid hit and because of covid all your classes shifted to online classes and who attends online classes <laughs> so this left me with a lot of time on my hands and that's when on wednesday night i remember it was raining and we went to a bowling club for a dinner a family dinner and Uh, at this dinner we had a guest his name is Ravi Narayan so he happened to be my first mentor so Ravi is uh, he has a rich background when it comes to traditional finance so he gave me the opportunity to work at his company to work for him to understand how he manages his clients so i started to imbibe the fundamentals of traditional finance from my first mentor Ravi and ever since then it has been one hell of a ride and every line that he says has been an incredibly steep learning curve for me and that's what keeps me on my toes
Wow. And I think uh, one of the most important things is to again find the right kind of mentors and peers around you. Uh, we've spoken about this time and again with different guests on the podcast that mentorship is so important. Um, maybe not for everybody, but at least for most of us, right? Be it, be it uh, in investment, be it in somebody who wants to pursue a sport. Even the greatest cricket player in the world today has a mentor. Even Virat Kohli has a coach. Uh, so it's quite important. What do you think about mentorship, and how has it impacted your learning? And what what are some of the key takeaways you've gotten? So even though I'm 22 and I have so much more to learn, I firmly believe that you need a fresh perspective to kind of tell you what's happening. So as you all know, if there's a couple of people having food in the car, right, you don't know what it smells like unless there's somebody else that comes into the car. So I firmly believe that to stay grounded and to understand what's happening, you need a fresh set of eyes on the subject. And when there's a person or a bunch of people that have gone through their lives, you know, making a couple of mistakes and having their experiences, then you would be a fool as to not learn and, you know, not waste time doing the same mistakes. And uh, there's two things that I would like to throw light upon. Firstly, is that what in the internships over time has taught me is networking is something that's really underrated. So, with, as you intern with new companies, you slowly start to upskill, you meet new people, you make new connections, and there's so much more to learn. The sky is the limit with respect to building your uh, communication skills, making presentations. So, I believe that it's helped me a lot as a person and uh, with respect to Fruit Capital as well, to interact with all of these great minds mm-hmm. and learn from them. Awesome. And, and your mentor was the one who got you the internship, right? Correct. So as you progressed in this um, uh, mentorship and mentee journey in through the internship, now the internship is not related to the course that you're studying. Did your parents still continue to support you during this part? So uh, as I am also doing my engineering parallelly, my dad uh, always, you know, reminded me every now and then that, that you know what, uh, said you have a good thing going for you, but at the end of the day. If you don't have a degree, then people are going to look at you differently. So at the same time, do your degree. So what I plan to do is to add value to my skill set as well as Fruit Capital. I intend on embarking on a master's in financial analysis with respect to, uh, as well as a CFA. So to do a master's, you have to have your degree, right? So at this point in time, I am also enjoying my mechanical engineering degree, but I do feel like I have strayed from the path, so to speak. <laughs> That's nice. I, and today. we don't find many people trying to go the unconventional way they just want to pursue what they've studied they want to focus on that get a job maybe through uh, their placement cell in college and it's really nice to know that you know you you've been chasing uh, the unconventional path on that note i also want to understand how important is an internship on a very general scale like i know you've gotten a lot from it Correct. but for everyone out there what do you think internship does So uh to the people that that are watching this podcast get out there meet new people try and get internships you never know who you can be in the room with you never know what you can end up learning and at the same time internships to me I think internships are a playground a playground where you can harness your your skills you can be creative and you know it's like a canvas throw throw what throw some paint at the canvas and see what sticks see what you're good at and you never know what that can what door that can open correct and and it also gives that simply means 
you can go do some mistakes, right? Because a lot of times mistakes can be very costly Correct. outside in the bad world. It, do, it does not mean you aim for perfection. But making mistakes is such a key part of learning. And what better to have a risk-free mistake-creating internship to actually do it. Very well said, Sid. Um, so moving on, um, I want to know Fruit Capital. Uh, today you're managing close to 40, 40 odd clients. Who was your first client? What was the story behind you actually gaining that first client and how did it all happen? So this is an amazing story. Before we uh, started operating under the Fruit Capital moniker, uh, I, at my internship place, Griffin Capital, they had me in charge of uh, managing the cryptocurrency exposure for their h &Is. So initially, between 2018 and 2020, what I did was I used to go to these clients' house, uh, homes and set up their accounts for them. So what I learned at my internship was uh, I built a system, I built a presentation. We figured out, speaking to my mentors, how this would be attractive to, uh, mutually beneficial to both our clients as well as Griffin. And uh, so then, there was, it all started at this, uh, during this winter expedition. So we went on a winter expedition to Spiti Valley and it was a 14 day expedition. Uh, keep in mind that there are no toilets here and it's between minus and 30, uh, minus 30 to minus 40. So your brain is essentially uh, just a vestigial organ at this point. Right? <laughs> and uh, so there's snow everywhere and it's beautiful. And we, uh, we stopped at this place called Kaza. Now Kaza happens to be one of the most remote villages in India, so to speak. And uh, we had uh, uh, a friend traveling with us, Miss Jeshree. And Jeshree told us, uh, told me about how she uh, heard about Bitcoin in the papers and how she was kind of interested as to how it works. So it was, uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing coincidence. And I told Jeshree that, you know what, Jeshree, I am doing this thing with Griffin. So how about we get back to Manali where there is more oxygen so we can speak uh, more freely and have a sensible conversation. So we got back to Manali and in Manali, we sat down over the dinner table and I told her, this is what I'm doing, I'm already managing a couple of clients. How about we get back to Bangalore and I give you a presentation about how you can benefit from us as a service. And that's how in the cold middle land that I secured my first client. Wow. Now, now I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed by the kind of knowledge you possess about the cryptocurrency, but in the Indian society, people just don't weigh you on your knowledge but also your experience right and a 22 year old might not be taken very seriously a lot of times because i myself have faced this situation a lot of times i'm 25 i've been in the business for the last three years and i've had loads of people who've been in business for a long time uh, who looked upon me and said you're just a kid what can you do uh, you have no experience i'm sure you've gone through phases like that how have you overcome that uh, how do you and how do you face these situations? So it's important to note that while uh, your uh, huge companies like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley spent hours and hours publishing articles on how Bitcoin was a scam, mm -hmm. that those hours were being spent by us looking at charts and understanding the asset class. So uh, I take it, you know, in I uh, look forward to meeting new people, and it always elicits uh, an amazing reaction. And a pleasant, it's always a pleasant surprise for them when they realize that I'm 22 years old. <laughs> so I'm told that I look slightly older than I am. So when I finally tell them that I'm 22, they're like, oh no, so we're putting our money in the hands of a 22-year-old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's, it's a learning experience for me and them as well. And uh, for clients that doubt my track record, I always ask them to look at my uh, client's past returns. And that usually seals the deal. Correct. 
because numbers speak what uh, whatever doubts they have in their mind i think that's the air that has to be cleared humans lie and numbers don't <laughs> yeah true that's a nice one said one thing that i really want to understand is now a lot of people are very hesitant right uh, no matter how much you try giving knowledge i don't think people will change there but let's say if somebody wants to start give me three steps the first three steps that somebody should take into getting into this asset class so ideally the three steps would be dyor do your own research i know this is a term that's thrown around but there's nothing that can beat uh, the fact that if you can set aside 2 hours every day open your laptop go through the charts see you know understand the team behind the projects go through all of that and you know that's a good place to start the second step would be to dip, start small so you don't want to be uh, putting in truck loads of money you don't want to be putting in your life savings into an asset class that you don't understand and so always starting small is an important till you can start to understand the asset class third step would be to trust the process so with everything you need to make time and patience as your two foremost warriors and time in the asset class is something that you will benefit from because in the short term there is an incredible amount of volatility and although it might discourage you you have to you know you have to stay convicted you have to trust the process and and just wait fair enough i think uh, those are very valuable steps and now let's say one of the biggest challenges that most people who are into this financial uh, asset management of any sort face is that the traditional mindset most people always look at saving money and i Correct. think saving money is the biggest killer Correct. of anything because what you're saving up against the government is going to eat it away through infl- inflation now now i want to understand what how is this career as an option for people to pursue because uh, you know as you as you get into this you soon understand money can work in different ways now can you throw some light about it as a career option okay so the cryptocurrency asset class is very nascent as as it stands so when an asset class is nascent it means that it is ripe with opportunities and when something is ripe with opportunities uh a cryptocurrency class is a fusion of computer science tech and business management so if you can get together a team that has you don't even have to do it yourself you can get together a team that has 3 to 4 people of of varying skill sets and you can get them to work as a team then i i strongly believe that uh we're still so early and that there's so much to leverage from the asset class so all i can say is that get in there see what you're good at interact with people make your network and push what you're good at awesome now um moving on let's say if if people are thinking about this where do you if people are thinking about this as a risk where do you see uh, the crypto asset class in the next 5 to 10 years where do you see it in the long term okay so as it stands uh, savers in india we have this culture where we go we leave our houses at 9 am after doing puja get to our offices work for hours and hours and come back at 5 pm and then we accumulate you know with great difficulty about 10 to 20 lakhs maybe 50 lakhs per year we go ahead and lock those 50 lakhs up in a fixed deposit now what people don't know is that although this saving culture is fantastic compared to what's happening everywhere else in the world where it's uh, basically a yolo fest unfortunately as it stands saving is, savers are uh, painted out to be losers because you know uh, the fixed deposit rates as it stands is between 4 and 5 
8.5%. Now our granddads are lucky because they're getting 7%. And if a lot of people don't know that the average rate of inflation for the last 10 years has been 6.1%. So what that means is that although you're working very hard and putting your money into the bank, you are actually losing 1% to inflation. So as it stands, we need to, you know, work our money. And just looking with India, there are uh, people, uh, numbers don't lie. So the real estate asset, real estate as an asset class has been giving us 12.2% over the last 10 years. Nifty has been giving us 13.6%. Your gold has been giving us 11.8%. Now it is important to note that Indian homemakers, our mothers and grandmothers, have around one third of the world's gold. Now, wow. even though people say that, you know what, put into Bitcoin what you can afford to gamble away, it is very important to note that your Bitcoin as an asset class has been giving us 198% year on year for the last 10 years. So to all those people that say, you know what, I put everything in and I lost everything. How? If you have just been sitting on Bitcoin, you would essentially be doubling your money every year for the last 10 years. Wow. I think that's an incredible statistic and everybody watching uh, this podcast, I really feel should get into this asset class as I have with you. Um, I also feel if you are unable to do your research, if you are unable to get your mind around this asset class, then the first thing you must do is contact Sid, uh, hit up Fruit Capital and I think he does a fantastic job. He, he might be 22 but I can tell you that most people don't have the kind of knowledge that he does. So uh, get investing with Sid and uh, we'll, we'll definitely put a link below where you can contact him and you can connect to his company and how he could definitely help you. On that note, um, where do you, one last question before we take a leave from the podcast. Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? So, uh, Lalit, I'm going to be very honest with you. I am putting my heart and soul into this company and I will not be happy. I, the day I will be happy is the day when all my clients are happy. So, in five years, I see Fruit Capital Management as India's premium leading service provider with respect to cryptocurrency. We also have a couple of uh, verticals that we are trying to push internationally. So hopefully in five years time, when you and I sit down on this sofa, uh -huh. it will be another wonderful podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Sid. It was a pleasure having you here. Um, I think a lot of people can learn so many things through this podcast. And uh, it was a wonderful delight, as always, to have you. So thank you once more for coming on the show.